What's going on, golf addicts? It is the Open Championship Show from Royal Liverpool, Hoy Lake area. Mm-hmm. This is the Tour Junkies DFS DraftKings podcast breakdown preview. Oh God, we we got a great show. How how we doing, Pat? We doing? Good? I'm doing fantastic, DB. I'm excited about this show. I'm ready to. Uh, you know, this is the Open Championship. Is this now Glory's last shot? Is this is that what, what it is? I mean, did we transfer that over from the PGA Championship to this one? I don't know. Um, I honestly don't know. All I know is that we're gonna have you're gonna be waxing your inner thigh on this show. Yeah, I am. Um, listen, yeah. you know, I keep losing bets. Pat keeps winning bets, but the bets I am winning are the ones where me and Pat have to spin the wheel, and Pat has to pay off. I don't even remember which bet you lost, but. You, you have to get your inner thigh waxed on this show. I had to do it last year. My wife did it. Your wife will be uh, waxing your, your inner thigh at the end of this show. So if you want to see it, yeah, look at that thing, boy. Get that thing ready. If you want to see it, if you want to see Pat's inner thigh get, uh, you know, get ripped up by his, by his wife, you know, god dang. But just wait till the end of the show. But we're going to have a great show today. We've got, uh, we're going to talk through the DraftKings pricing. We're going to talk through some trends. We're going we're gonna to take a little history lesson, um, a little history lesson from past Open Championships, some, some DFS history lessons. We're going to talk lineup construction, chalk guesses, dead ranges, cash picks, GPP pivots. We've got a bunch of Mary F. Kill scenarios, DFS scenarios. It's going to be a wonderful show. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, we, we just It's Sunday. We're getting this out early. It's Sunday afternoon. We watched a heartbreaking loss. Mm. This isn't the this isn't the betting show, but I did have Bobby McIntyre at eighty to one on the card. Jeez, just just a heartbreaker. I felt for you, DB. I even texted yeah. you. I wanted to I wanted to go give you a hug because Alpha Rory just <laughs> took it down. It's it's very beta of Rory to win the week before the like he should not have won. He should not have won. Like, why would you do that to yourself? What if he wins next? What if he wins this week, though? But it's not. Like, that's not going to happen. That doesn't happen. Does he happen. then become alpha? If he wins this week, yeah, yeah, then he's then he's back to having okay. then he's back to alpha. His nipples are just constantly out there, are they not? Like, I feel like he, yeah, he has the most nipply nipples of any player, like other than Phil Mickelson ever. I feel like every shirt he wears, it doesn't matter. We have to see his nipples. You know what do I mean? They make male like pasty things. Don't they make those for females? Where you yeah, you can paste- do stickers, just regular ass stickers too, yeah. right? But I, I feel like he's like constant. Every year that he's been on tour, we've seen him. Uh, every shirt, every year, they're like constantly out there. I don't understand that. Like I have some shirts where it's easier to see, but it, for Rory, it's like every shirt is just nip. He's just nipping. Maybe he's just. Um- I don't know. I, I I don't know how you do it that much. Cause is is he is he always cold or something? I, I don't. I don't he know. Feels man. like it looks like he dresses warmly. Let's. Uh, God, I'm just. I'm still just so hurt by it. Um, I I, I do want to quickly because people people say they like this. So until more people start pissing and moaning about it, people say they they are liking the the DFS recap from the tournament that just ended in the beginning of the show. So. Let's quickly look at the DFS, how it panned out from a DFS perspective. For the Genesis Scottish Open, your perfect lineup would have been Rory, Bobby Mack, Nikolai Hoygaard. Everybody was loving Rasmus after the win on the DP World Tour, but it was Nikolai who prevailed and punched him a ticket 
to the Open to join his brother this week, Ben Ahn, who also punched his ticket, Tom Kim, and David Lingmurth. Little David Lingmurth, the wee boy. Little guy, little David Where Lingmurth. Where did he come from? Like, no I kidding. Even, I didn't even know he was in the field. It's like he just... He just popped out of a little manhole, his little wee self. He came out. Of, he came out from behind the ropes on Thursday morning and just assumed the sale. Like, what if <laughs> yeah. he just? What if? You know, like, what if he just like slipped the the announcer guy on the first tee his name and just said, oh, "Yeah, so and so withdrew. I'm I'm hopping in." And then he just yeah. and then before you know it, he's playing the open. But he's, Lingmurth would have bouncing been down the down the first fairway like a little leprechaun. Yeah. So uh, that lineup with that perfect lineup, Pat, you would have only spent. $47,500 in DK salary. Talk about leaving some cash on the table had you done that one. Uh, and that would have uh, been, been interesting. Um, for, it was kind of a, it wasn't, it wasn't a super chalky week. Four of the top 10 DraftKings point scorers uh, were over 15% in average ownership. Um, but then like only four of the 10 most popular players finished in the top 15 in DraftKings point score. So it was like, you kind of had to have some of the chalk, like Fleetwood, Hatton, and Rory was all kind of chalk that paid off. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave the rest of the research nuggets that I put in the nut hut. I'm writing that up every week, dropping that in the nut hut for you. I'm going to leave that alone. Now we're just going to move on. How about that? By the way, great week to hop in the nut hut. Great week to hop in the nut hut. We're going to have all the, all the normal content plus some. We've got uh, already confirmed a couple of Sets of boots on the ground, a couple of caddies. They're going to be dropping some nice nuggets on the golf course conditions, what they're observing from Royal Liverpool. Uh, I'll be, we'll be dumping all that in the nut hut. Regular, uh, so we, we mentioned that me and Pat are going to Nashville this week to, to hang out with our friends at SoBet, do some content. On Wednesday, the lunch chat will be live from Nashville, from the SoBet house, and it may be a little later than normal. So Stay tuned on that. I got to drive to Nashville Wednesday morning. When I get there, I'm going to immediately open up my laptop and do the thing. So the Wednesday lunch chat with the Discord uh, and the Nut Hut will, will be a little bit later, but it'll be good. Then Wednesday night, me and Pat will be together in Nashville at the Sobet House doing the Wednesday night live chat. That's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that. So, uh, and we also might, may have a, um, we may have a surprise guest for tomorrow's show as well. Pat, we're going to do the betting show on Monday morning, live at 10.30 in the morning. Uh, not, not making any promises, but we might have a surprise guest on that one, so uh, stay tuned for that. Be on the lookout for that. Emails are going out as normal. Um, <clears throat> yeah, get in the nut hut, baby. That's yeah. that. Don't forget, uh, SoBet Saturdays, too, start at the end of August, college football, NFL. Every single week, we're going to have a SoBet handicapper hopping in the Discord, doing a live chat, talking through the college and NFL slate, for the week. That's going to be awesome as well, starting August 26th and running through the end of the NFL season. So, all right, let's, let's talk about the Open, Pat. Okay. Royal Liverpool, Hoylake, last seen 2014, the site of Rory's last major championship. I mean, it, it is definitely all lining up to be Rory. I mean, it really is. Good God. It's so disgusting how much it's all lining up, which means it just won't happen, right? It can't mm-hmm. happen. Um, Tiger famously won here in 06. Uh, I mean, take a shot every time this week you hear any tout or you read it on Twitter or somebody says it in the broadcast that Tiger won here in 06, only hitting one driver all week or something. He hit like 85% of his fairways. Take a shot every time you hear that. 
this place is not going to play anything like that in 06. It is looking like early weather predictions uh, are, look like the course is going to play a little soft pad. Is that what you've seen or, or have you been looking at it? You're the yeah, weather wise guy. No, I mean, I've looked at the weather a little bit. I am seeing uh, definitely a little bit uh, softer conditions. I haven't seen a whole lot of wind. Yeah, it doesn't look like there's a lot of wind I mean, right now. It looks kind of like for, for over there, it's not, not that windy. Um, yeah. Now, you know, we know how things can change, but right now I think you're right. It's going to play soft. I think they're definitely going to have a lot of birdies there. Um, you know, I mean, what what was Tiger when he won like eighteen under, and Roy was like seventeen or something? So was Tiger? I don't think Tiger was eighteen. No way. I don't know. I can't remember. Eighteen when it was that uh, when it was that firm and fast. I don't know. I thought he made a lot of birdies. I don't. I don't think that was the case. Um, I, I. I. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a coastal course. It's like right there on the uh, what, what is it the 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 northwest corner of the we're we're all peninsula in the small town of Hoy Lake. So you got that. Um six holes with out of bounds is what they're saying. I don't the more I look at it, the more I actually don't think I don't think all six of those holes are really going to be that much in play for out of bounds. But there is some there's some out of bounds here. You know, there, there is some some penalty for wayward shots. Definitely very little intermediate rough off the fairways. It just kind of looks like when the fairway ends, you've got a small sliver of intermediate rough, and then you're in the taller fescue that can be unpredictable, uh, whatever, um, kind of the, the hay or the gorse or whatever it is. Greens aren't super huge like we saw this week at the Genesis Scottish. They're, they're, not, they're actually not that big, they're, and they're also relatively flat. Um, and the, uh, the head, head ground superintendent, I can't remember what they call them, but the superintendent Said probably going to roll like a 10 and a half or 11. Pretty typical kind of, you know, coastal course. Pretty flat prop- property overall. Uh, you, got, so you got some run-ups in front of some of these greens. Phil Mickelson talked about that back in 2014. Uh, obviously, you got a ton of bunkering. Uh, they added some bunkers here. They've done a lot of changes to the golf course. We're not mm-hmm. going to get into all that because we don't really care that much. We're just worried about how it's going to play. It's the longest back nine in open championship history, and that's with a 135-yard par three, which is going to be – uh, an interesting hole. I think that's the 17th. Um, plenty of dunes and kind of weird bounces could happen, things like that. Um, it, it's, I think it's probably going to play a lot closer to the 2014 version that was kind of wet and soft. And Oh, the Tiger, the Tiger year was 18 under, huh? Damn. Yeah. Um, Rory, you know, Rory had like a, a, a softer course. There was some rain. Uh, it's definitely you know, seeing some rain this week, already raining right now, I think, as we're recording this. Uh, but we'll get, we'll get a ton of information about that, kind of how it's playing, conditions and all that from our, our friends, and we'll be sure to drop all of that in the Discord. But I also want to talk about some DFS things that we've learned in the last two Open Championships, Pat. I did some digging, and I put a lot of information in the Nut Huts, in the Discord. If you go into the research thread on the left, that the research channel, uh, I gave you some information on the 2022 and 2021 Open Championship as it pertains to DraftKings. Because look, this show is is not necessarily about picking the winners or your favorite players. It's about putting lineups together that are going to finish in the top 1% of a GPP tournament. Or, or maybe we'll give you some cash plays for 50-50s and double-ups. So understanding lineup construction, understanding some of the trends, understanding kind of how it's gone the last couple of years, I think is interesting kind of to have to, to put in perspective. So I'm going to share some of those nuggies here, but the rest of them and all of them are in the discord. So go check that out. Uh, in the last two years, Pat, 
Mm-hmm. Um, both like perfect lineups would have had, but for both years, would have had at least two to three players at 9K or above, uh, and at least one 6K player. So kind of a, a star, stars and, and, and scrubs there. Both would have had sub 60% total ownership. Um, and of the, of the top 10 point scores in 2021 and 2022, DraftKings point scores, those 20 players between those two years, nine of the top 20 were 15% owned or greater, which I think is kind of, I think that actually, to me, that actually says it, it kind of plays into the chalk a little bit, right? And, and we've had a yeah. pretty chalky DFS year, I think. I mean, I think part of it is because there's just a lot of guys playing really well and, and consistently, and everybody's looking at great numbers, and everybody has access to data, and everybody's getting sharper and smarter. So the chalk tends to hit more, more often than, than not. Uh, it's not perfect usually, but um, I would say for those last two years to be that and the trend that we're on this year probably means that you are going to have to take on some popular plays in your lineup construction as you build lineups, as you put lineups together. It's just a matter of are you going to pick the right ones. Um, in both years, six of the top 10 point scorers were 9K or greater. So 60% of the top scorers in DraftKings the last two years have been priced in the 9K range or above. Now, we're going to get into the pricing here in a second. Obviously, this year's very different because DraftKings is like, turned back the clock and given us 2015 uh, DFS salaries with a guy, you know, Scotty in the 12K and a 5K range, which I'm really giddy about. And the final thing I'll tell you is uh, only three of the top 20 highest owned players. So the top 10 highest owned in 2021 and the top 10 highest owned in 2022. Only three of those 20 players missed the cut. So again, speaking a little bit towards chalk, and then as I talked about the 9K and above range, I think it means you can't avoid the studs at the top. There are ways to build balanced lineups, yes. More balanced lineups, yes. But you just, you got to have exposure to these guys up top, right? Yeah. No, I'm with you there. Okay. Did you learn anything there, Pat? I did. That was, uh, that was good. I was excited to hear it. Okay, well, good. Uh, our friend Lukey Boy in the Discord asked, how do players who competed in the Scottish before the Open typically perform? So I only had time to go back and look last year, but it was interesting. Last year, and you know, last year was the first year they had the Genesis Scottish. Before it would be like, you'd either play the John Deere and haul ass over here, or you'd be over here and play like the Irish, or you'd have time off, right? Wasn't that, yeah. isn't that how it went? So last year at the Genesis Scottish, you had Patrick Cantlay, Jordan Spieth, Xander Schauffele and Cam Smith all finished in the top 10 at the Genesis Scottish. All had really good finishes here at the Open. Obviously, Cam Smith wins. Yeah. But you also had this list. Cam Young, Victor Hovland, Brian Harmon, Lucas Earbert, as we like to call him, Siwoo Kim, and Francesco Molinari all missed the cut at the Genesis Scottish Open, but all finished, I believe, top 15. I mean, we know what Hovland and Young did. I believe they all finished top 15 at the Open Championship despite missing the cut at the Genesis Scottish. So that didn't really tell us all that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think for me, it kind of makes you go, it, it kind of helps like 
re like realign your recency bias because you know if you played DFS today or something like you could you could be pissed off that like like I had I had a bunch of Adam Scott Adam Scott pissed me off like you could be mad at Adam Scott like the list of guys here's some notable players who missed the cut at the Genesis Scotch Keith Mitchell Adam Scott Patrick Cantlay Moronk Rose M Thigala Fitz Spieth Norin Rasmus Hogarth like those were all relatively solid names popular plays to an extent that all all missed the cut and it it would feel like you just want to be pissed at them and go, oh, crap, they're not ready for this links or they're not ready for these conditions or whatever it is, and you want to write them off. But I think that list that I just gave you kind of makes you go, okay, last year it happened, right? You know, the guys did really, really well. And maybe this drives down ownership for some of these plays, and, and that's something to consider. Yeah. Um, all right. What do you think about the pricing? I mean, it's, it is interesting for sure. I, I um. You know, one thing too that's really kind of, I mean, just how many people you got above 9K, yeah, and then a how little you get in the 8K range, um, which is maybe not abnormal in a field like this with so many players. But then, of course, you know, getting into these, you know, like when you put out a tweet about the 5K being back, I'm thinking, all right, what is there going to be like eight people? But there's not, there's yeah. a ton in the yeah. 5K. I mean, it's just, so I yeah I like it I mean I like it I, I think um, I definitely feel like when you're looking through it especially up top it's very hard not to, I wrote down like six players that I think are going to be chalky all above nine k which is so I don't know if that's what it's going to be but yeah no I, I think it will I mean because you've got that you've got like you said so many players in that range yeah. and those are all the best players so th- they are going to be. Uh, pretty popular, and you know, I guess, I guess, before we start talking names and stuff, we we should we should remind everyone that, you know, the Open Championship is historically a very very volatile event, right? Especially the first two rounds. Right now, the weather looks kind of like nothing. Me and Pat just talking about how there's little little to no wind that could change very quickly. You could have a major wave advantage, and that could really flip the whole script. So I think it would be prudent to not be too committed to lineups to this point, or certain players to this point um i th- i think you know you need to hold off on submitting lineups until the, the latest possible moment and that would be wednesday you know evening uh if you're here in the united states so i i definitely think we got to take that into consideration when you're listening to the show we're taking that into consideration when i'm looking at players you know depending on how much of an event of an advantage we see you know there are players i'm willing to completely fade if if they're on the wrong side but there are players who i feel like are we talked about we've talked about it before in tournaments like this, kind of weatherproof ish to an extent. You know, if I like them that much, I could see them being fine in in a slightly worse worse wave if that's what I need to do. Uh, and then there's always the caveat, and we talked about this last week with the Genesis Scottish because last year's Genesis Scottish was over a two shot advantage. There's always the caveat that you know waves can be can change, right? So stacking yeah. line stacking opposite opposite waves if everybody's on the PMAM. You know, Wednesday night, it's, you know, if you're playing multiple lineups, probably makes some sense to go AM, PM and stack it because you never know what's going to happen. I thought it was strange how they manipulated tee times today uh, for, the, for the end of the Genesis Scottish. Just normally we're used to them just dealing with it, but they didn't want them to deal with it. So, yeah, um, you, you never know how it's going to, you know, what's going to happen. Lightning comes in the area and everything gets delayed and waves get pushed around. But just be aware of that and don't get too pot committed to your players i think is the is the big thing but yeah i'm with you there i'm feeling a lot shorter than you right now oh really yeah you notice that 
Well, I stand up. You you don't stand yeah. up. I think I think just standing up in general. I need to raise it up a little bit. Hang on. Spaz is asking about podcast juice in the chat. I, it's four o'clock on a Sunday, Spaz. I don't know. I I'm just drinking no. water. No podcast juice for me. I should be after uh, with with this waxing that's going to be happening later here. Yeah, you would think I would be passed out and um, completely obliterated after the heartbreak of Bobby McIntyre this morning, but well, yeah, I didn't do that either. Um, Wednesday night, though, you know, I mean, you guys know, if you've been in the Discord long enough, when me and Pat are in person together doing a Wednesday night live chat, you can probably count on at least one of us. At least one of us. Being, I'm gonna try not to go like scorched earth on the on the chat though, like I did last when we were together. Well, I don't know. Like it works for you. You're like it. You're like the. It works for you because you like went off on four or five uh, regular chat members who are all Team Pat, and they like walked away loving you more. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, I'm ready to talk some players, TV. I am. Um, I mean, when you look at this range. First of all, it's it's almost impossible to commit to fading any anybody in here uh, without understanding without you know knowing ownership. But I I am almost thinking I, I feel like I want to have exposure to a lot of these guys and then do the like do the the reverse of what maybe maybe intuitive but like go way overweight and lock up on the guys that are cheaper in the lower ranges or in the other ranges that I, that I want to, I want to play that I really like and just go overboard on those guys. And then just have a lot of exposure to these players up top with so many of these guys likely to be popping. I would hate to really only have exposure to four, right. And just not quite get there, but have nailed the middle or the bottom end, you know? Yeah. Does that make sense? Did I, did I make sense talking about that? It does, but you know, I am when I was looking at just doing research and looking at, at the players and these and the pricing, kind of going back to that a little bit. I feel like I'm I really I'm gonna have to force myself to take an 8K guy, mm-hmm. but I almost want to skip over the entire section. Yeah, it so seems we'll- it seems like because the 5k range gives you what it gives you and, and the 6k range. I mean, there's some really talented players in there. We'll get to it because it gives you that. I, I don't know how people don't have, you know, so much exposure to the, these guys. I mean, I just counted 17 players. I think is the right number from Cam Young up to Scotty Scheffler. Yeah. And so they're going to, they're going to want as many as they can from there. And then it's just going to force a lot of lineups to skip the 8k range and, and even yeah. possibly, you know, the upper sevens with, with exception to a couple guys, I think could be chalky, but um, I know I, when I was like messing around making lineups, I was like, you know, there, there's a few guys in the mid sevens or low sevens that I like that I could also yep. see people not getting to. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what if I start building my lineup with those players to make sure that I have them in? And I might be, that might be a little different because I think if you just start building from the top, it forces you because you, you, it forces you to skip these ranges. Yeah. I, I was, gonna say i think that's a great point i think starting your lineups this week especially with how the pricing is even even with that new the 5k stuff in there from like if you typically like to start at the top and go down i really like starting lower and 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 pegging those people in the um you know in that 7k range i think that you really like and then 
then fill in from there because it's going to be hard. I mean, when you get into like looking at these nine K guys and, and, and higher than that, like, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be hard to pick, pick on these guys. I mean, yeah, there's just so many in here that, that are playing well and then have a lot of, there's a lot of reasons to play them. So let I me, mean, let's start talking about some of these guys. I think, you know, Rory clearly, I would imagine will be, the highest owned player in this top in this top section, and maybe the highest uh, owned player on the board, coming off the win, the Royal Liverpool stuff, just the narrative, everybody wanting him to win, and feeling like for six hundred dollars less, you can get Rory. Now you can do a a Scotty Rory stack. I, I've messed around with that. Um, you can do it, and it and it's not terrible with some of the five K value and six K value. But I think Rory's going to be the most popular. Does that mean um, it, it's like I think we're going to be looking at, at a squeezed John Rom? Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, which I'm very interested in. I would be. Yeah, 100%. I would be very interested in that. Um, I'm interested in Scotty. I mean, Scotty just continues. To do the damn thing. I mean, I, I don't have any worries about Scotty at all. So, I mean, other than the price, um, Scotty is very interesting to me, which all this probably points to me not having any Rory, any Rory. Like, that might be one I could say I just won't have. I won't. I would just rather take a shot with Rom or go ahead and get up to Scheffler. Or, or I may just be not starting lineups here. That was one question I wanted to ask you. This whole range, 9K and above, where is the cheapest point that you would be willing to start a tournament lineup? Cheapest player, 9K and above, that you would be willing to start a tournament lineup? Uh, I think it would, it would start at Shane Lowry at 9,100. Really? So you're willing to... You're willing to pass on everyone from DJ up? Oh, you mean like, okay, never mind. No, no I heard I, that wrong. Yeah, you, you, I, you, I said it twice. I you did, still didn't understand it. And you're not drinking. Say it do you again. Want, do you want me to give you an example? I'll tell you my answer. I'm saying the cheapest player. Maybe you didn't explain it well. It, it's not that hard. The cheapest player Thank from you. 9K and above that you are willing to start a tournament lineup with and not go any higher. Right. Well, so, yeah, that's the that's the part you didn't really clarify. Well, I would assume you figured that out. Like, no, no. I mean, you, no, you needed to. Anyway, go ahead. Mine would be Ricky. As I as I'm sitting here looking, like, I, I now I love Hovland. I'm I'm still all about Hovland. I hope that kind of a middling finish at the Genesis Scottish. Where did he end up today? Yeah, he shot two over, finished t twenty five. Um. <laughs> Actually gained, you know, you know where he gained the most amount of strokes for the for the week, Pat, at the Genesis Scottish Open. Around the green, hmm. Victor wow. Hovland. Yeah, uh, but anyway, I like Victor a lot. But I'm saying if if I was making a bunch of lineups, I would be willing to go down to Fowler and start with Fowler and and skip everybody from Cantlay up in a percentage of those lineups. I don't think that's going to be like the main strategy, but I'd be willing to do that. The, I, I still love Ricky a, a lot. Um, so I, I'm not willing to, I'm not willing to leave him out. Um, but I, I would be willing to, to start with him. See, I think it'd be higher for me. I don't, I don't know if I would want to get 
I don't know if I'd want to take Brooks out. I don't want to. I don't think I'd want to take Hovland out. I think it'd be Brooks for me. I now, like none Brooks. of this means that's what I would do because I I wouldn't because I loved actually I love Scheffler and Rory. So yeah, I'm but not you're gonna, gonna have lineups that. without Scheffler and Rory in it. Yeah, but I, I could see me, but I, I don't think I would go much much lower and take out those guys below. I, I I do like Brooks. I agree with you here. Um, he played here in 2014, by the way. Was that when he was still like on the Challenge Tour or, or, or DP World Tour? Yeah, he must have had to have been. He, he finished right there with Tiger, like T50 something or something like that. Um, all right. So in any, I mean, Xander. I feel like the disgusting bros, Xander and Cantlay, are going to kind of force me to make a, a tough decision uh, come Wednesday because I, I don't know that, um, you know, Xander finishes 42nd at the Genesis Scottish. He just feels like he's never going to kind of – it just still doesn't feel like it's going to – I don't want either of those two, actually. If I was fading players in here at, right now without looking at any ownership or anything, Xander and Cantlay would be out. I know, but I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I think a lot of people are going to feel that way. So then you're going to be looking at a, a nice discount in terms of ownership on them. And to me, especially Cantlay, I mean, coming off the missed cut, he missed the cut on the number. He shot a 67 in round two to, to almost get in at the Genesis Scottish. He's playing well. Um, gr- you know, good open championship last year. What did he finish? Uh, eighth last year at the open. I feel like I'm. I would be more tempted to play Cantlay if I can get him at a at a discount in in terms of ownership. And and I do feel like I'm getting him at a, a nice price at 9900. But so I guess that means like my least favorite guys to start are kind of Rory. I'll, I'll just I just know I won't have. I don't know what to do with Cam Smith because like part of me feels like this is a great opportunity for Cam Smith. Playing well and live, just one in London. I don't know that that course is anything like this course, but uh, obviously he's played great at the majors this year. The, the off the tee stuff worries me, and I could I could see how that will be the narrative on Cam Smith all week. But I mean, he won Sawgrass. Yeah, I think that would be the one thing for me with Cam that would would definitely worry me because I, I do think you've got to when you're when you're looking at stats. I've got driving accuracy in here. I think a lot of what you read talks about these this course being pretty accurate off the tee. Obviously, we saw that with the whole Tiger thing that you were talking about, and it was different. But there's also some trouble. I mean, there's some out of bounds and things like that, like that. Like so, you didn't really have that in in at, at St Andrews. No, I mean he didn't, no, it didn't it really matter where he was going off. The that, tee. That's why I didn't say St Andrews, and I said Sawgrass. Like yeah. in terms of a course where. And I faded the heck out of Camp Smith that, that week but for that reason. But, I mean, if, if the course is playing a little softer, that's a little easier for, for these guys to hold, hold fairways and not have, them, you know, not have the ball running off into, you know, into the hay or into the fescue or whatever. Um, he obviously knows how to, how to play, the, you know, play the ball in the wind. If the wind picks up, the short game speaks for itself. If he could if he could be disciplined off the tee is the question, which I think he can. I think that's, why, I think that's how he won Sawgrass. Um, but he, he's going to be a tough one for me to, 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 you know, I could be tempted with Cam Smith. 
Yeah. No, I, I could be too. I, I think the two most interesting players to me in this in this reign are what are we gonna do with Jordan? Yep. And about to ask you that. what's gonna happen with DJ? Because I I wanna play DJ this I, week. Yeah, I do too. And he kind of snuck in with that top ten at the US Open. Yeah. He has a pretty good record here. I mean, he's had top tens in the last couple of years at, at the open. Um yeah. So DJ's definitely on the list for me. I agree. And and I and I don't, you know, I don't think he's gonna be overlooked. I think DJ's gonna get play. Um No, I'm not saying he's gonna get overlooked. I just think yeah. he's an interesting Speeth is Speeth is interesting because the open record is amazing. It's yeah. absolutely amazing. But the form is very questionable. It's very up and down. He just missed the cut at the Scottish. He missed it by three shots. I don't, I don't know. Um, and, and he, he, you know, Morikawa, I think is going to be popular and for good reason. I, I like, I like Morikawa. Um, obviously a lot of people are going to, are going to be on to Hatton and Fleetwood. And I think, I think DJ. So I think in this kind of nine K range, Spieth, Fitzpatrick, Cam Young, Fitzy coming off the miscut and just some of his form is a little, a little Spiethian in that it's it like is. hot or cold. And and then Cam Young is doing what Cam Young does, which I mean, you know, everybody's excited that he finished sixth at the John Deere. Like, give me a freaking break. So I, I think those three will be the the three in this nine K range that maybe get, you know, or, I don't know, maybe Shane Lowry too, which I love Shane Lowry. Anytime I get a squeeze Shane Lowry, which I normally do, you know, a guy uh, a low owned Shane, I will definitely be in on that. He played played good this week at the Genesis Scottish. Mm-hmm. Embraces these conditions. Um, Obviously, an open champion finished finished twelfth this week, so I'm definitely interested in him. So, actually, in this range, we had a sub, a submission in the Discord for a, a DFS um, Mary F Kill, Cantlay, Spieth, and Cam Young. Mary F Kill in DFS. Cantlay, Spieth, Cam Young. Oh, that's this is a good one. Um. Considering ownership likely and like you know, I mean Young's gonna be your lowest owned. Then probably Speeth. Can't lay maybe the highest owned out of those three, I would guess. Unless the Speeth open record just really gets everybody excited. I, I think for me, this is this is I don't like this at all. I think it's probably gonna be Mary Jordan. Fuck Cam Young. Okay. Kill can't lay. Okay, um, I am. Or should I said F? Am I not supposed to say? Well, I was trying to avoid it, but you know. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I I think I would. You know, you might be surprised by this, Pat. I might I might just F Spieth and not Cam Young. You may have okay. thought I would say Cam Young. Yeah. I, I I would Mary Cantlay. I I would be I would be tempted to play. Can't, I mean I am tempted to play Cantlay at ninety nine hundred. And um, sorry, no, I would kill Jordan. My bad. I would kill Jordan. I would f Cam Young. I would marry Patrick Cantlay. I could see having a little a little exposure to Cam Young. I wouldn't I wouldn't go overboard. I would not go overboard. But I could well, see- that's what I was kind of thinking of with with effing Cam Young. Yeah, is that I could see me wanting to. You know, 
Just have a little run. Little just piece. a little <laughs> a little piece. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who started this thing? Spaz. Spaz in the Discord started the God. DFS Mary F kill. There's more coming, by the way. We got more of these. We got we got a few submissions. It makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> It's just an uncomfortable thing. Uh, I mean, anything else to talk about up here? I mean, obviously, Hatton and Fleetwood, to me, speak for themselves. Yeah. Continue to play amazing. Um, you don't need us to tell you about whether or not you want to sneak Hatton or Fleetwood into a lineup, because both of them really are just playing great golf. They've got you know good histories and open championships. Um both good yeah. links players. I mean, there's like, like all of those things. So, yeah. I mean, like I said, both years, 21, 2022, and 2021, six of the top 10 point scores came from 9K or above. So, you are, it, it is going to be unavoidable that you will, you will be eating some chalk up here. So, it's okay. Just understand. And remember to, to kind of keep that ideal total ownership. Total ownership last two years been around 60% in perfect lineups. We're not trying to be perfect, but you're trying to win tournaments. So I would say 70% sub total ownership would be great. Um, leaving money on the table, obviously, how, how you build the lineup is one thing. We'll keep talking about that. But you got to have guys up here. You just have to. So Yeah. Uh, so as we get to the 8K range, I, I think you're right. I mean, it's, it's, it, it is a murderer's row of guys who we all feel like we could just wave goodbye to and not not feel like we're missing a whole lot you know yeah um so let, let's let's talk about it before we do i do want to remind everybody our friends at so bet got it going on over there all the handicappers all the access uh i just you know this weekend pat i told you i've been blind tail in baseball I, mm-hmm. my guy i gotta give a shout out to jordo the sports better he is a uh handicapper on so bet i tailed him for three days in a row he was on a three-day hot streak in baseball. Didn't miss a bet for three days. I just kept tailing it. Just, and I, did, I wasn't even watching the games. I was just entering the bet and then, and then watching me get units. So that was pretty cool. So, uh, so bet. Check it out. Link is in the description. Access to almost now 40 handicappers for every sport you can imagine. These handicappers are verified cappers with successful records. On SoBet, they are posting and no one else. So your feed is full of good information, good intel, good breakdowns of each game, and transparency is the name of the game at SoBet. So every handicapper is required to explain why they like the play, how many units they're putting on the play, and then required to come back and tell you whether it won or lost and be transparent in, uh, in, in you know, the wins and losses. So it's a unique platform. It's $9.95 a month if you use promo code TJ. You get it for $9.95 a month. If you, use the, if you try the six-month deal at promo code TJ, you get it for $39 total for the six months. So it's a nice discount there. But now we have a special offer. You can have a free trial just for yeah. the Open Championship here. They've launched this. Anybody can take advantage of this. If you use code TJ Trial, okay, so you got to click the link in the description of the show. TJ Trial gets you a free month. So. If you want to tail some baseball bets, if you want to see our exclusive round robins that get posted there every week, which are now up, I think, like seven units, and I've got a, I think I've got a winning week this week waiting on the uh, Barbasol to, to resolve. So TJ Trial in the promo box when you sign up gets you that free month. 
just to give it a look. No commitment. You can get out if you don't like it. But uh, football season's around the corner. Uh, I think the goal is to have up to 60 handicappers on SoBet platform by football season. And the football season's going to be hopping. So if you can bet, if, you, if you're a gambler, you know, check it out. They're awesome. And we'll be with them in Nashville uh, starting on Wednesday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we'll be in Nash Vegas. So uh, looking forward to that. All right, yeah. 8K range, Pat. Okay. Yeah, I had on my notes. Is this the dead range? Oh, by the way, we didn't talk about cash plays up top. I mean, cash plays, it could literally be, I mean, a lot of players. I would say Hovland or Fowler would probably be where I would start a cash play or I would double up on Hovland, Fowler, Hatton, Fleetwood, even Lowry. I, I like all those players, I guess, you know, depending on wave advantages, if you, if you have one of those. But Yeah, I wrote down Fleetwood and Hatton, but yeah. I, I, don't, I don't mind those other ones either. Well, just let's, let's start with that in the AK range. Is there anyone in here you would roll out in cash? I think Wyndham Clark. Isn't it I funny I, how, I, like, he's just one, like, we've just all, and, and rightfully so, but, I mean, like, the whole community is, like, now a full-ass believer in Wyndham Clark, even on yeah. links, of which he has very little to no record. I know. But it's just so, it's hard not to, I mean, with the way he's been playing the entire year, and I just don't see it changing all that much. I mean, if you're looking at players in this 8K range and playing them in cash, He's he's the one with the least amount of like worry. Now that doesn't mean he's not gonna, you know, he could miss the cut. I get it, but I mean, Hideki has some worry. Bryson, JT, Sam Burns, Homa has who's been spotty with his form. Sungjae, Finau. I mean, all of these guys. Of them, Clark to me is is feels like the safest play. It's interesting to me that you say Homa's been spotty with the form. And I'll give it to you. He had a little bit of a fall off there. But for some reason, I feel like, is the DFS community lumping Homa and JT together? Because I think, I think Homa's playing better than, than JT. Um, well, played, I, didn't, I didn't say that. No, I know you didn't, but it, I'm just saying it feels like he's being like lumped in there with him lately. I mean, I know he well, missed. Well, I mean, I think, you know, you had the two missed cuts at, yeah, the U.S. Open and the Travelers. I mean, he did have a T21 at the Rocket Mortgage. What did he end up finishing on at the Scottish? 12th. And then he, he, so, also yeah. the, a ninth, the Colonial, preceding the U.S. Open. So, I mean, I, I think Holm is an interesting spot, I play. I played him yeah. in DFS this week for the Scottish, um, and he was pretty low-owned. But you are, the question was cash. I, mean, I know, yeah, you, I know. Who, 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 do you want to play home on cash? I, maybe. Oh. I, I don't mind him in a tournament play. Honestly, I don't know that I want to play anybody in this range in cash. I think I might just yeah. do two or th- maybe even three. Like, if you went Lowry, Fleetwood, Hatton, your average price is still 7400 I would just probably end up skipping the whole AK range, yeah. to be honest with well, you. Well, I'm telling you right now that there's, there's part of me that feels like if I had a Bryson and Hideki in my lineup, Something magical could happen. I'm just, I'm just saying. Hideki, Bryson, gonna be low owned. Throw in a, you know. Why is Hideki's open record so weird lately? I mean, he hasn't had a good open since 2017. Yeah. Um, and then, like, recently, I mean, the iron play's been fantastic. He's gonna be, I mean, He's going to be low-owned. We're, we're going to have a low-owned Hideki. Yeah. And so is Bryson. I don't know that Bry- Bryson might get a little more love than you think. Wasn't he up there a little bit for um, 
for the U.S. Open. Wasn't he a little more popular with the U.S. Open? He, than well, he was at the PGA, too. I don't, I don't know what he finished. Well, he well, did finish, um, yeah, 20th at the U.S. Open, but also the PGA, he was up there some. Well, yeah, but I don't know if he was popular yet from the PGA. I think when, yeah. when he finished fourth at the PGA, everybody's like, oh, sh- oh wow. Yeah. And, and, then they, and then the U.S. Open, he was, he was kind of hot. I could, see, I could see Bryson being somewhat there. I just don't think Hideki's going to get any love. Between Wyndham, maybe a little bit of Bryson, and the 9K range, Hideki's going to be nothing. Mm-hmm. Are, are, are you going to be at all tempted by a uh, you know, 7 to 8% Justin Thomas on Wednesday night? Probably not. I'm just kind of like still. I'm just not feeling JT yet. I'm back in on Tom Kim though. I had him on the card last week. I was so yeah. He had a chance. Shane Lowry had a chance, and Hatton had a chance. They were all on my card. I like Tom. I like yeah. Tom this week. Um, I mean, anybody else? I mean, what did what do you, do you have the stats up from the Scottish? Yeah. What was what did Tom Kim do scrambling? Uh, he was positive for the uh, for the week. He gained strokes uh, every round except for today, except for round four. I mean, that's pretty good for him. Typically, he has not been a good scrambler. And uh, with the putter, he was positive every day except for today. He was literally neutral. He was. Right at neutral today. Okay. So the putters kind of come around too. Um, hit seventy two percent of his greens. Yeah, I mean, I think Tom's going to get some 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 action. I mean, if we're talking about the lowest owned players in this range, it's probably Hideki, JT, Sungjae. I think Sungjae. Are people going to go back to Rose after a I missed think- cut? I think they will. He missed the cut by two shots at the Genesis Scottish. I don't know that I want Rose, though. I think I'm kind of done. I, I think I'm done with the Rose thing. I, I don't think I do either. I do Tony want, Finau, too. I was just, just about gonna, to say. I mean, he's going to get no talk. Uh, no, he, I think Finau will, get, Finau will get the exact talk you and I are just about to have, which is Nobody's going to talk about Tony Finau. The form hadn't been great, but man, his open record is good. Mm-hmm. He's tempting. Everybody's going to be tempted. I am tempted. I'm right there. Like I am the, I I I will be. I'm the sheep. Like I am tempted. I think. Well, yeah, I agree. I think you're right. That is going to be the conversation. But he has done nothing since his win in Mexico. Sung J M though is going to be the one in here. He's going to have like four percent ownership. I bet. Nobody's going to play Sungjae. Maybe not four. I don't I want Sungjae. But you're right. Nobody's going to play him. No. You know, I was just looking at Tony. The thing with Tony, the reason Tony's been held back is the putter. His putter has been really, really bad in the last, since, since the farmers, or since, since waste management. I mean, he's had a couple spike weeks, but it's, it's not been good. Do you think like the the ten and a half to eleven, you know, slow ish, no grain mix of green surfaces that are also small, so he's not gonna have to hit like these long lag putts and stuff. Stuff. Do you think that kind of helps Tony? I mean, it could. 
Um, I could see it helping him. Yeah. What Tony? I like Tony. I'm now now I'm kind of more into it. Yeah. The more I think about it, the more I'm I'm kind of in it. Did he? Let's see. I mean, his open record is really good. I don't like that he hasn't played since the Rocket because that would kind of be like a trend buster for him to win or do something super good having not played since then. But maybe he's just been over here getting ready. I mean, it's interesting to see Rom take that that approach too. Yeah. I You know, that's the thing you're talking about with Finau's putting. I mean, maybe that is the deal. Like Maybe he gets comfortable on these surfaces. And that's why his open record's so good. Yeah. I mean, because, like, the ball striking has not left him. I think Tony's very interesting. Okay. I mean, my favorites in this range are probably Tony, Max Homa. I'm with you on Clark. Probably Tom. I kind of like Bryson, too, but Hideki will be tempting to me, too. I mean, there, there's some good players in here, obviously, but it is going to be a, a dead range, so I think we're going to be able to find a lot of leverage here. Yeah. Um, oh, I got a, we, got a, we got a Mary F. kill from the, from the Discord. Decky. Is, who's it from? Is it from Spaz again? I think, no, this is a different one. I think I could probably answer this one for you. Decky. Finau and Burns. Uh, I'd probably, I'd marry Finau. Same. F. Decky. Same. Kilper. Same. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Me and Burns don't have a very good relationship. Me too, except for, and every time I started thinking about that, I'm like, well, you know what? Dipshit, the last bet you hit was Sam Burns. <laughs> That's why you, I, so you, you can't say you have a bad relationship with him. But honestly, like, I, I don't, I do not, I feel like Burns' upside is just, in, a, in an event like this, is not great yet. He has got to get the, the irons more under control. I mean, he can have these, like, really, really terrible, like, look at round three of the Genesis. He lost three shots with his iron. He can have these, like, massively just, cluster bang of a round with it. Like, he, like, like he's hitting left-handed irons or something. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. I don't like that in a major. All right. Anything else in the AK range? No, I think I'm, I think I'm good here. Okay. 7K range. I got another Mary, Mary F. Kill if you want it. Why don't we just hit it right at the yeah, top? Because um, they're, they're players at the top. Gooch, Minwoo, Corey Connors. So Gooch is at 7,800, Minwoo and Connors at 77. I, I would marry Minwoo, F. Gooch, and kill Connors. Hmm. Yeah, we differ here. Um, I think, I, I think I'm going to marry Gooch. Okay. I'm I gonna, don't mind it. I'm going to F Connors, and I'm going to kill Minwoo. Now, come on. What? Why, why do you want to kill Minwoo? I, I think Minwoo is like, 
Australian, better at social media, Sam Burns. It's the same. He's kind of the same guy. He can hit it far. Middle East probably longer. Uh, he's got a great putter, but his irons are trash. And, his, and you know, I mean, he, he can win, uh, yes. I mean, he has great upside, a lot like Sam, when the irons pop, but it's so damn unpredictable. He did the same thing as Sam Burns this week at the, uh, at the Scottish. I mean, just dreadful iron play. And, I mean, it'll be sexy, dude. It'll be real sexy watching him hit little stingers off the tee and all this. Yeah. I, I get it. I, I just I – don't, I don't like it. I like the way Gooch is playing. I'm fine with that answer. I just I, – you know – Connors to me is another one. It, it's it is it's actually kind of like Burns. I don't feel like I have a great relationship with him. Yeah, it's not like Burns in terms of what he does well, but you, no, no, you no. may not have a good record uh, predicting him. Yeah, I mean he's long enough off the tee that I think soft or firm conditions won't matter. The iron play is fantastic. He does. He's he's played well the last two opens, twenty eighth and fifteenth the last two years. I think the Royal St George's year in twenty twenty one, where Calla won, is a much better, at least recent course comp than the old course last year. Finished fifteenth at St George's, coming off a nineteenth at, at uh, Genesis Scottish, ninth at the Travelers, twentieth at the Canadian Open. Honestly, could have won the Canadian Open. He had a horrible round four, I believe. He was up there going into round four. You know, miscut at the U.S. Open, miscut at the Memorial, which sucks. Yes, I I, I just yeah. I feel better about I feel I would feel better like who would you feel better about you know like making a cut, Min Wu or Connor? I mean, obviously Min Wu for you, but if they played it a hundred times, I guarantee you Min Wu would miss the cut way more than Corey Connors. So I just I'm, I don't know. Maybe I should be playing okay. for upside. But I, I do believe Corey Connors has upside. He's proven it in majors at, at the yeah. Masters and here. PGA. And the PGA, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting how little we're going to look at and I think talk about Jason Day this week. After what he did starting the season, Season well, I know, but it's because he, he won the Byron, and you'd think it was his childhood dream to win the Byron, and he doesn't want to do anything else because he sucked ever since. <laughs> he's like, been terrible. He's, it was I insane. had him at the U.S. Open. He burned so many – torched so many good lineups with Fleetwood and Fowler in them. Yeah. God, I don't – and he, I know he has a good open record, doesn't he? I mean, it's not great recently, but, I mean, a lot of his records haven't been great yeah. recently the last few years. but. Um, you know, he missed two cuts and he didn't play in 2022. He missed the cut in 21 and 19. Um, but then he had, you know, T17 in 2018, T27 in 2017, more around the time when he was, you know, playing well. Um, I, I just br bring him up because you're looking at, you know, I think a lot of people are going to play Gooch. I think a lot of people are probably going to look at Minwoo, and I do think Minwoo could get over it. Like I, I could see me just not playing him, but there's still a part of me that that likes Minwoo's game and thinks he's got plenty of upside. And I like Keegan a lot, even though his open record's terrible. I don't know. I, I know. I don't know what to do with Keegan. I agree. It feels like a guy who's leveled up, and it's it's like we should be playing him, but the open record is bad. 
I don't know if it's he doesn't yeah. like he doesn't like Lynx golf or uh, I don't know. Um, I, I might be bowing out on Keegan. I like P. Reed. I mean, he's coming off a runner-up in London. Yeah, fifth place before that. Um, I, I probably would like it better if it were firm and fast and and nasty, but. You know, 18th at the PGA, 56 U.S. Open. What are, you, are you getting a candy or something? What are you getting, a Werther's original or something? What's going no, on? No, I'm getting this wax thing oh. out. I'm just trying to okay. kind of get it prepared here for us. <laughs> I like P. Reed. I have a bet already on him at 100 to 1. I think he's shorter now. Do you know? Mm-hmm. I like Neiman at 75. I like English at 74. Just had his baby coming off a of nappy factor. He's going to get no ownership at all. But I think if you think about this place... From a course fit, I, I think Harris English is a very good course fit for Royal Liverpool. Fairways and greens, small targets, great iron play. I mean, he's he's going to be risky. I don't know how much preparation or how it's imp- impacted his travel or whatever with the baby, but he's probably going to be low owned as a result. So I mean, you don't yeah. have to you don't you know if I have like eight percent of them, I'm probably double the field. But I am interested in him. A lot of people are going to look at Henley and Fox right there. Do you know that in 2021 and 2022, there's one player who would have been in both perfect DFS lineups, Pat, in 2021 and 2022? Do you know who that player is? Brian Harmon. Yeah. Cockbite. I was going to say it only because I was looking at him next because I do want to play him. Who's now playing fantastic. He's going to be popular. He is. He wasn't playing fantastic most of the year, and now he's figured it out. I don't know what happened, but he's playing really well. But, I mean, you realize you're going to have a chalk-ass Brian Hart. He's one, of yeah, the few, I, he's one of the players in the 7K. He may be the most popular player in the 7K. So, like, are you going to be okay with it? you think a, he'll be that chalky? Yes, I think he will be. I think he'll be 15%. Over, like, McCarthy? Yes, McCarthy has no open championship record. I get it, but he has no open championship record. I like McCarthy. I like him. Yeah. But Harmon, with his open record and the last three finishes, including the Scottish, you know, already being over, you know, over that direction, accustomed, travels, whatever. I mean, a chalky Brian Harmon would make me scared. Like, I don't think I would. Yeah. If, if I'm looking at him at 15% or even higher, I'm, pro- I'm going to. I'm probably going to avoid that. But I still think, I, I think Harmon is one that is, like, just early on today, I, yeah, I do like. I think there's a lot of good reasons to like him. There's obviously a reason he's chalky. Yeah. I do like Denny, though, despite the open record, lack of, lack of open record. Obviously playing really well. Um, I like Siwoo. This is a good range right here. I mean, kind of your accurate, you know, fairways and greens guys. Get hot with a putter. Um, this wax thing, by the way, looks like it's gonna hurt. I mean, there's it does. It's sticky. Yeah, it's very. Yeah, I, I mean, know. it's got like some. <laughs> it's got some stick to it. <laughs> All right, we we have a we have a seven k uh, submission in the chat from our boy uh, B Riss for another Mary F kill. Siwoo, Denny, and Harmon. DFS F Mary kill Siwoo, Denny, and Harmon. And I'm just gonna let, let's let's say this. Let's say Harmon is thirteen and a half percent projected on Wednesday night. Denny is gonna be 
I'm going to throw this out there. We'll, we'll just add to the scenario. I'm going to say Denny is going to be right around 6%, and Siwoo is going to be at like 5 I'm not. I'm not killing Siwoo. I can tell you that right now. So I'm probably going to F Siwoo. Yeah. So now it comes between who, which one of these two do I want to marry? Um, I, you know, I think right now I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to marry Harmon. I'm going to, I'm going to kill Denny. Well, you, you know, I got an FC Wu. <laughs> um, I think, I, I think I'll probably go opposite. I'll, I'll marry Denny at the ha- at half the ownership of Harmon and kill okay. Har- and kill Harmon, but I'll kill him with like a not good feeling about it. You know? Yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, who else? Let's see. Ryan Fox is playing. I mean, this is a very good range here. Adam Shink's playing great. No open record. Him and Denny. I like. I like Fox. I like. Uh, I. You know. I think I'm going back to Gary Woodland. Me too. I, part of me also wants to look at Alex Norin. Nope. Um, I didn't get suckered into that last week. I'm glad I didn't. Chris Kirk. Yeah. Doesn't Norin have a, a pretty decent... I mean, he finished yeah, he's got top a good 10 at the Rocket Mortgage, but doesn't he also have a, a pretty decent open record? Mm-hmm. He does. Oh, I yeah. S- Out of, outside of missing the cut in 20, 2021, he had three straight top 20 finishes. Yeah. I still don't like him. Um, I, you know, I think... He, you know, I like Sep. I know. I was just looking at, like, look at look at some of the names right now in this range that are playing so well with no open record to speak yeah. of. I mean, Sep, I guess, missed the cut last year. Because, I mean, typically having some open championship experience is kind of a requirement. Not, not, I guess not necessarily to finish. That's what you got to think about. It's like maybe to win, but we don't, we're not asking these guys to win. But, you know, top 10... I mean, who in here has got no open record? I mean, other than Shink and Denny, who you've mentioned. That's what I'm saying. Like, those two, and then Sep with two rounds experience yeah. at the old course, which is nothing like what I think this is going to play. Those are just three guys who are playing really good golf right now with, with very little yeah. to no open record. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know why I feel better about Denny than I do Shink, but... I mean, Shink's honestly probably longer. He is longer. He hits it plenty off the tee. If it's soft, it might it might actually be better for Shink. Yeah. Um. So I mean, chalk in this range in the whole seven K range, I think it's clearly going to be Harmon. I think Min Woo is going to get some love. I kind of think Gary might too. I think Gary's going to be popular at seventy one. Just feels like a good price, a good value, and a safe play. I think Gooch is going to be kind of chalky. You think so? Mm-hmm. I think, too, if I was going to play cash, I actually I like Gooch a lot in Same. cash. I like Gooch in, in Woodland and Harmon mm-hmm. in cash. Um, we haven't even talked about Joaquin Neiman. Uh, yeah, I, I'm interested in Neiman. I mean, yeah. You, you know, I was looking before. Where's, where's he at? <clears throat> if you look at his form coming into these events, like, it hasn't. It, he hasn't had to have amazing live golf form to come and do well at these events. In fact, 
the best live golf form he had all year was the two events prior to the PGA, and he still missed, and he missed the cut at the PGA. Mm-hmm. But then he had a 31st and a 32nd, or no, yeah, or the, the 31st, and then, he, and then he finished 32nd at the U.S. Open. And then for the Masters, he had a 36th and a 31st, finished 16th. I, I, I do like Neiman. He's coming off of a, uh, a T21 in London, three rounds of 69, T10 in Valderrama. I like Neiman a lot, too. I think I'm out on, on Thigala now. I played him last week, and it just – I shouldn't have. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. So I think I'm out on him. All right, we got it. Let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. 6K range, 5K range. Can't believe I'm saying that. It's been eight years since we've said that. That's fantastic. Yeah. The 6K and 5K range. Gosh. Um, before we get into that, check out our friends at Front Nine Coffee. Front, the number nine, coffee.com. Promo code TJ10, 10% off any order. You can get it whole bean delivered. You can get it ground. You can get K cups now. K cups, baby. Get it. Front9coffee.com, promo code TJ10. You can use that code every time you order and you get 10% off your entire order. Support a great small business based right here in Augusta, Georgia. Loves the tour junkies, loves our fans, our followers, loves golf, loves good coffee, and will ship anywhere in the U.S. Gets to your front door a couple of days after you order because they're going to roast it nice and fresh. So you'll, you'll get it fresh and it's delicious. Try one of, one of me or Pat's flavors, Pat's Bump and Run. Uh, flavor is delightful. Um, my large bucket of balls flavor is also good. Check it out, frontninecoffee.com. Link is in the description of the podcast, promo code TJ10. Did you, did you apply that wax strip? Yep, I'm very concerned. Wax, Pat's inner thigh waxing is incoming, folks. It, it draweth nigh. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, look at that. Woo! Dude, remember when, it, when I did it last year, or my wife did it to me last year, and I told you, I could, I mean, I'm not, I know this is going to sound disgusting, but for the first like couple days, it, it's hard to not like kind of want to touch it because your leg is like as soft as it's ever been in your life. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? It's going to be, you're just going to be like, uh, wow. You know, you're just going to It's wanna... like when you get your, it's like, if, did you have braces? Yes, 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 yes. When you, like when you get your braces off and you're and like. You're just licking your teeth. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be kind of like that, so I'm just okay. letting you know. Um, 6K range, 5K range, uh, there's so much value in here, dude. It's unbelievable. So I, I, we can't talk about it all, but let's just go, okay? And by the way, by the way, be on the lookout to me for Ben On and Nikolai Hoygaard being added in this thing. Probably been on more than Hoygaard. They're not currently in the DraftKings pricing, but they've all punched their ticket, and DraftKings will add them to the field being a major. Ben on has played in eight open championships. Just had a really solid Genesis. Eight? He's played in eight. Hmm. Just finished T- T3 at the Genesis Scottish. Might have found him a little something with the putter. Hello. Happy learned how to putt. Gained strokes for the week putting. Um... Had, had bookend positive putting days round one and round four. I'm just saying, Ben On is, ben on is an interesting name to watch because they'll probably throw him. He might even get thrown down in the 5K range because they'll probably just toss him in, you know? And, I mean, Hoygaard, I don't think he has any open championship experience, but he's obviously playing well. So, anyway, that, just, that was something I wanted to think about. Um, Romain Langask, I like. 
playing well. Had a good had a good uh, Genesis Scottish hits it pretty far. Also finished eighth at the Betfred British Masters. I like that. I like Brandon Grace from Live. Playing well. Got a good open record. Jordan Smith playing really well. Loved him all week last week. Cashed a bunch of placement bets on him. Um, so I like those guys up top. I'm actually even a little tempted by Louie, Pat. I am too. Who's actually too. now playing, like, because he kind of has not played well on Live. But he just finished fourth in London, seventh in D.C. Louie could be peaking for the Open. I'm with you. He's risky. Super risky. Um, who else you like in here as we work down? Um, I mean, I like, I like Brendan Todd. Uh, you mentioned Louie, who I'm, I'm, I'm interested in for sure. Um, I think Danny Willett interests me for some reason. Like, I, you know, he has an incredible Ugh, history. I know. He's playing you know, like trash. He is, but man, I don't just, think so. He comes over here and it's it's uh, he tends to he tends to play pretty well. I, you know, I think you can go back in with Thunder Bear Olson. Yeah, I like Victor Perez right there. JT Poston's playing great right now, huh? How about yeah. that sneaky sixth place finish at the Genesis Scottish? Yeah, you're gonna hear a lot about Matthew Jordan, sixty five hundred. He's he's a member mm-hmm. at Royal Liverpool. You'll hear about that. But definitely an option. Yeah, I think. Well, you look at Taylor Moore at all. Yeah, I mean, kind of in that Denny category, right? Yeah. No, no open record at all. Could pop. You know, really good player. Good iron player. Uh, Detry, how about Detry was in, was in a, a perfect lineup last year or in 2021, I think. He was in one of them. Yeah. Um. Trying to think, is Stinson intriguing to you? Uh, it's probably not. A, it's probably not. That might be getting like too cute. Yeah, I, I mean a little bit, but yeah, I think that it's getting a little too, too cute. The uh, the other Scottish kid, the Scottish Ricky Fowler, they call him that. You and Ferguson, huh? Twelfth mm-hmm. this week. He's playing well. Daniel uh, Hillier, is he New Zealand or Australian? He's playing well. 6,100, I mean, super cheap. Super cheap down here. Richie Ramsey. Who else? Anybody else? I think that's it for me in in the 6K range. Uh, Everybody's going to talk about Matthew Southgate at 5,600, and it does seem like a a pretty egregious misprice. Um, He's got a a, a solid links record, a good open championship record in limited tries at 5,600. I think Oliver Wilson's interesting. Augusta State guy, Former Augusta State University standout. Yeah, I mean, he's had some – I mean, he finished second a few weeks ago at the British Masters. Um, you know, he missed the cut the last two events that he's played, but had a 38 at the BMW International. He's he's got some um where's when's the last time? I think he's played a few open championships too. Yeah, he did play back in twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen, missed the cut, but I mean we're talking about a fifty eight hundred dollar player here. Fifty eight hunch. All right, let me give you my last play. I, I wanted to look out maybe it's kind of the, the masters thing in me but 
I wanted to look at the amateurs. There's like six or seven amateurs playing. And just be like, let me find my amateur. And my amateur is 5,600. Cristo Lamprecht. I did a lot of digging on these amateurs, Pat. Cristo, this MFR, they, 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 they do something. They breed them different in South Africa. He's South African. He's 6'8". But the boy is thick. And hits What's his it. name? Cristo Lamprecht. Mm-hmm. 5,600. Hits the shh out of it. Plays for Georgia Tech, Pat. Uh, pretty good program. I mean, it's not Georgia, but pretty good program. Golf. Yeah. Uh, he was a Haskins finalist, which is obviously the best player in yeah. college golf. Best player. He's yeah. the number three ranked amateur in the world. Uh, he just qualified because he won the British amateur at uh, Hillside, which I don't know what the similarities are between Hillside and this course, but um, also finished 17th in the USAM. Like, kids got some, kids got some game. So $5,600 Cristo Lamprecht could be uh, a dart down there in the 5K range. Yeah. Uh, Bobby McIntyre down here, too, in the 6K range is just crazy. He's going to yeah, be chalky. He should have been. But, God, I mean, I, 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 might have to pl- I might have to eat that. He's got yeah. a 34th and 8th and a 6th and three open appearances, and he's coming off his hot play right now. I forgot to talk about him. Like, think about what you can do putting, like, players like Bobby Mack and even, like, JT Poston, who's just hot right now and a regular on the PGA Tour competing against the best fields in professional golf, and they're both 6,500 and 6,800. Yeah. That is powerful, you know? All right. Nervous. (laughs) You nervous? Did you say why we weren't doing a draft? Oh, just because there's so many players. Yeah, just a bunch of players. Yeah. I don't know. We're just not going to do the draft. Um, well, is, are you ready for the? Uh, are you ready? Mm-hmm. I don't is know she, why we needed an audience. Is she ready? Oh, you got your boys out there to watch? Uh, well, Harrison is. I think he just wants to see Dad and Payne. <laughs> yes, let's do it. All right. <sighs> give it a thigh. Give it that thigh, boy. I have to come around this. Yeah. Spun the wheel, lost the bet. There it is. Let me get the mic out of the way. Yeah, get the mic out of the way. Closer to me. Yeah, there we go. Dang, you got that uh, up there, huh? Jeez. Uh, wait. Let's do it, Sally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, did you read the instructions? <laughs> oh, sh- oh, you didn't pay attention to the instructions. Just rip it off. <laughs> the top or the bottom? Look at her. You don't have to keep rubbing it in. <laughs> Just rip it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. That's so gross. Yeah, boy. Thank you, Sally. Uh, yeah, this is normally behind the paywall kind of stuff, huh? Oh. I feel like that's um That's gonna hurt more as this goes like later, I think. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Light here came with it. Uh, uh yeah, it's normally um normally only behind the paywall kind of content, but damn, you know, that's good stuff. Listen, we gotta spin the wheel. We we haven't spun the wheel in a while because I've been waiting on you to pay off the bet. Now now all your bets are paid. Don't you feel better? I do feel good about you it. You feel lighter? I, I feel good. I think tomorrow on the betting show we should we should definitely uh Spin the, spin the wheel again. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we can do it now. 
because, you know, you've been freed up. Um, all right, listen, great show. Good times. Thanks, everybody, watching live. If you are watching, click the like button. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. Uh, we'll have the betting show tomorrow. We'll have the sleepers dropping, which, by the way, I gave you Grant Forrest on the sleepers video last week. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, who finished 11th. Super cheap. Um, so anyway, sleepers video dropping. Subscribe to the channel. Drop, a, drop us a comment. Tell us, um, you know, put a comment in there. Give us your f- number one favorite 5K play. Just one play in the 5K range. Who is it? One. Okay. And you could also, if you don't want to do that, give us um, name, type in the comments, a random NFL player from the 90s. Random NFL player from the 90s. Do that. If you're in Nashville this week, uh, slide in our DMs. Let us know. We're going to be out and about in Nashville doing some content on Broadway. That should be fun. Uh, We might meet up for a beer or something. Slide in our DMs. Let us know what's up. We got some time. We'll be with the Sobet crew. And thanks, everybody, for watching. If you're uh, listening, consider subscribing to the podcast and also dropping a five-star review. That would be very nice. This is a good time of year to do that, um, to give us that five-star review. And don't forget the TJ Trial promo code for SoBet to get that free month. All right, that's it. Have a great week. May your screens be green. See you in the nut hut. See you.